Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael Kopech was awesome this weekend, and Bobby Miller is getting the call. Let's break it down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Monday, May 22nd. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's get into the waiver wire pitchers from this weekend. Michael Kopech had his best start of the year by far. Eight shutout innings, one hit, zero walks, 10 strikeouts up against the Royals. Reed Detmers tied a career high with 12 strikeouts against the Twins. James Paxton has put together two strong starts since being activated by the Red Sox. Uh, He was at the Padres, six innings, one run, five strikeouts there. And Jared Schuster had the best start of his young career up against the Mariners, six innings, one run, seven strikeouts. Scott, how would you rank that group? Schuster, Paxton, Detmers, and Michael Kopech. I'm going to put Paxton number one here. I think Paxton, you know, it's only been two starts, obviously, but the the biggest question he's left us with in those two starts is, okay, how long can he hold up? How long before uh, the next injury for James Paxton? Because that's, of course, been the problem for him in recent years, barely pitching at all. As far as the pitching goes, he's he's looked great. He's averaged 96 on his fastball each of those two starts. The last season, he averaged 96 on his fastball. Talking way back in 2016. So, uh, you know, and obviously he's getting the results to back it, back it up. So I'm very encouraged by what Paxton's doing. And I think you need to you need to trust in him for however long it lasts. Reed Detmers is another one who I think has a lot of upside, at least. You know, the swinging strikes have been there all year. The strikeouts have been there all year. Only once has he gone the minimum six innings for a quality start. That's been the biggest knock on him. But he seems like he has the least to overcome to emerge as a fantasy mainstay. So Paxton, Detmers, I'll go Kopech third. Uh, The biggest thing holding him back is poor control. No walks in this start over the weekend, but he had six in his previous start. But there is an encouraging trend here with him throwing his fastball harder, getting better results with it, leaning on it more. It, It seems like a dominant pitch again. If he can just throw and get enough strikes with it. Kopech may be in business. There's encur- there are encouraging signs for Schuster as well. This was his second start back from the minors. He looked pretty good in the first one too, frankly. But this was this was clearly his best major league start so far. Only one walk in the six innings. 14 swinging strikes. The velocity was up on most of his pitches too. And he just may be finding a comfort level in the majors. The problem is even in the minors, in between these two major league stints, Schuster was still walking a lot of guys, had a pedestrian swinging strike rate. 
So I'm, I'm still not sure there's enough upside here to get excited about, but for at least one start, Schuster showed some. All right, not only is Gavin Stone starting on Monday for the Dodgers, but fellow top prospect Bobby Miller will start on Tuesday. Dustin May went on the IL earlier last week, and Julio Arias went on the IL this weekend with a hamstring injury. So that's why we get the kids getting called up by the Dodgers. Scott, who would you rather have between those two, Gavin Stone or Bobby Miller? Well, I'll preface this by saying I don't want either that much. They're exciting prospects. I had them both ranked pretty high in my preseason top 100, but uh, I, I, we, we already saw Stone in the majors once. He actually debuted the same day Brandon Fott did. And between the two, he had the more discouraging start, I thought. His changeup's supposed to be a world beater. He got one swinging strike with it, even though he featured it a lot. Maybe it was nerves or whatever that was keeping it from living up to its potential. I don't know, but I... I <laughs> I was discouraged enough that I'm not particularly excited to to jump on Gavin Stone here now in his return. Bobby Miller, he had a 5.65 ERA in his four starts at AAA this year, and that was after having a 4.25 ERA between Double and AAA last year. Uh, this year, he, he hasn't even been getting strikeouts in the four starts there. Last year, at least, had a good strikeout rate. His most recent start at AAA Oklahoma was good. Six strong innings. But even then, it was a low swinging strike rate. And I'm just, uh, uh, we're not used to seeing the Dodgers have their hand forced like this with their prospects. Usually they can take their sweet time with them. I'm just not sure Bobby Miller's ready for this. And so, you know, Bryce Miller's numbers were terrible before being called up too, and it turned out fine. Maybe the same could happen for Bobby Miller. But as things stand right now, it's not a high priority for me picking him up. And it might not be a long absence either. Julio Arias dealing with a hamstring injury, maybe two to three weeks. So I would imagine at that point, you know, one of uh, Miller or Gavin Stone will likely be sent back to the minors. Manny Machado was placed on the IL on Friday with a fracture in his left hand. It is possible that he returns when first eligible on May 27th, but I'm a bit skeptical on that. So we need replacement, Scott. Uh, some options in shallower leagues. Ezekiel Duran. Stayed hot this weekend. Five hits, one homer, and one steal. Jake Berger, in seven games since returning from the IL, is batting 423 with three homers. And J.D. Davis had a big game Sunday, went two for three with his eighth home run. The overall numbers still look really good. How do you rank that group if you need a, a replacement for Machado? Duran, Berger, Davis. Well, in the short term for this week, I like Jake Berger. He hits the ball very hard. He's been maybe the most efficient home run hitter in baseball this year. And the White Sox have great matchups this week. He may be he may not have a job for very long, though, because Aloy Jimenez is coming back from the IL soon, and and they both can't occupy DH at the same time. So if we're talking a longer term outlook here, Berger would be last on that list, but for the short term, and Machado may only be out for a short while. Berger number one. Uh, and then I'll go Duran and J.D. Davis, the next two after him. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>